0: friends, and welcome to The Known Podcast. I'm Liz Burns, and we are so glad you're back with us today. Today, join me as me and my good friend, Tabitha Clater Zoom, and talk about all things healing and God's hope. We'll be right back. Friends, um, I hope you're having a good week. I hope you enjoyed this weekend. Listen, this weekend, if there was ever a good eating weekend, it was when the stars aligned and the Super Bowl lined up with Valentine's Day. Like, wow, Valentine's Day was also Sunday. Like, do you celebrate that? I love Valentine's Day, a day to celebrate your girlfriends because. That is important. And shout out to all of you listening. We all need good friends. I love celebrating that day. But it was just truly, I say good eating. But I when I say that, I mean eating like a raccoon, like eating pure trash. Um, what were your Super Bowl go-to snacks? I, of course, made pigs in a blanket. But then, because I'm Italian went in with tomato mozzarella caprese like a good Italian would. It was fun. It was good. Obviously, my cowboys weren't in the game, so who cares? But it was a good time anyway, and now I'm eating salad for the rest of the week. How about you? Did you have a good eating slash panda eating, raccoon eating weekend? (laughs) Let us know, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much everybody. Welcome back to the Known Podcast and today it is my honor and privilege to introduce my friend. Everybody help me welcome Tabitha Clater. Yay! And Tabitha, thank you. Thank you for coming, Tabitha. For those who don't know, will you tell them 30
1: seconds of who you are? Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm first a woman of God. I'm a daughter of God, a child of God, and I love it. I am a wife to a wonderful man, Ken Clater. We've been married for 22 years now. I am um, a mom of three kids, a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Listen, it's high school, middle school, and um, elementary school. So we are going crazy right now um, yes. just taking care of our kids. Um, and I'm also a pastor of a live church in Orlando, Florida, in Gainesville, Florida, and um, I'm also a cancer survivor. Yes, and you so, are. Um, I'm in the midst of a bunch of things going on in my life right now, but i um, just faithful that I'm going to keep on trusting in God, and I'm going to keep on winning. I just hear... Um... I'm every
0: woman, Whitney Houston, like in my mind, Absolutely. as you're saying, that. like, I'm every, you are every sing, woman. I'd right now. <laughs> okay. On our podcast, Tabitha, we have to ask you, are there any pets in your home?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. Tell us One about pet. your pets. Like we, we are interested. We want to know. Okay. So first of all, I I could have a zoo if I, if I, if I could, you know, like I love every animal. Um, however, there are some allergies in my household. Um, we're currently looking into getting a, um, labradoodle. I hear that they are hypoallergenic and wonderful. So that's kind of like on my horizon, but right now we have a bunny. He's a white. Yes. Um, he's white and fluffy and furry and he's super cute. We've had him for five years now going on six. His name is Olaf. We got him right after the first Frozen came out. Oh and God. um, you know how Olaf the the um snowman said, I hi, I'm Olaf and I like warm hugs. Yes. And so say Olaf is white and cuddly and he likes warm hugs.
0: Oh my gosh. You are our first podcast guest, I think, with a bunny, maybe. Um so <laughs> first of all, let's recognize that. I mean, that's we are hey. open to all pets here at the Known Podcast. But we have to touch on that just because we're pet friendly, man. Like shout out pets. You know what? God gave us those animals. Like I have two dogs. They don't really serve a lot of purpose in this world, but they sure do make me happy. So. <laughs> exactly. They give so much joy. They do. Well, Tabitha, tell everybody, you know, you touched on being a cancer survivor. Tell everybody a little bit of how the last two years in your life played out. Like how did this start for you? What happened? Like I know from being a cancer survivor too, like it's never on the radar. It's never something we're thinking about. You're a young woman. How did this unfold in
1: your life? oh my gosh yeah so um i what first of all, I was absolutely shocked that I had cancer yeah. for a couple of different reasons, um first of all, the natural reasons that like I am a healthy person yeah. i 'm all about being healthy like i 'm just a nerd like that, you know yeah. like, I like to eat. I like to eat vegetables like no salt no pepper just give me a cucumber straight out of the earth you know slice it up i will eat it and um i like oils you know i'm the one like what's going on i have an oil for your situation okay (laughs) um i like to like i like i I make my kids like take off their socks and shoes and go out and play in the grass so that they can like like absorb the 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 earth's energy i'm like go out in the sun you need some vitamin d i'm all about like natural things and so when I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, I was just completely shocked. Like, Lord, you know, how could this happen to me? And then uh, the other reason I was shocked too, was because I'm all about like, I'm a very black and white kind of person. Like I'm either all in or all out, you know, like I'm either like on 10 or zero most of the time, you know? And so so when it comes to my, you know, interpretation of the scripture and faith, mm. I'm te- I tend to lean in all in, like you either believe it or you don't like, God, I'm either healed or I'm not, yeah. you know, you're either good or you're not like, what is going on? Why do I have cancer right now? Yeah. And so I was really challenged in my faith when I was diagnosed with cancer, because I'm thinking, God, how could you allow this to happen? Did I do something wrong? Wow. Am I'm not praying enough. Hmm. Uh, am I not pleasing you? Is there secret sin in my life? You know, I'm just kidding myself. Like what is going on? And then I had a little problem with like, um, just even maybe embarrassment Mm. or feeling condemned because, well, you're a pastor. How could you have cancer? Mm. You're supposed to be the one praying for people. Mm. You know, how can you have cancer? What is going on with yeah. you, lady? Yeah. And so i that was my first, you know, my first feelings uh, when I got diagnosed with cancer. Uh, but then uh, quickly, those feelings of like confusion, those questioning God and the sadness and things like that, it kind of quickly for me turned to anger. Hmm. and I'm the kind of person, like, I don't know, I'm kind of like the Hulk. You know the Hulk, if you're an <laughs> Avengers fan, for uh, all the Avengers, I'm an Avengers fans fan. out there, okay? okay?
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: For whatever reason, Hulk is like, he's like my, I don't know, he, they're all my favorite, but he's like, like We my all favorite. want to be Captain America, but we're all the Hulk, yeah. <laughs> I know, we're really the Hulk, right? We all have an inner Hulk. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what happened in this moment in my cancer journey. It was just yeah. kind of like, I felt myself becoming angry, yeah. and mad because i was just like wait a minute god has nothing to do with cancer mm. this has nothing to do with god and everything to do with the devil and mm. so i just turned my 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 anger toward the enemy and all of that like no and i just really had to just stir up the f- faith inside of me, mm-hmm. the authority that Jesus has given us. And I was just like, no cancer, you're not going to take my family, my hopes, my dreams. You can't have my life.
0: Yeah.
1: And so uh, to answer your question, I'm probably going around circles here.
0: <laughs> That's okay.
1: That was my first reaction. Okay. in that, in, you know, in, in, in dealing with cancer. Mm-hmm. And so what that looked like in the last two years was, um, I went ahead and received wisdom from doctors. I'm the kind of person too. I'm like really into that functional medicine. And, and I never thought that I would go through chemotherapy and have radiation and let them cut you and burn you and do all of these things that you, the you know, horror stories that you hear. But now I came face to face with, okay, Lord, you put medicine into the earth. I know that I have wisdom because you give it to me. And so I had to sit here, wisdom from God. And at the same time, use my faith. Yeah. Um, and I know you've had some of those same experiences as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, it seems like if, often... if I don't have the thoughts, somebody certainly came up to me and said, like, maybe you have secret sin. You know, like genuinely, I was asked that in an email when I was diagnosed and I was like, OK, but if cancer is a result of my sin, then wouldn't we like all have cancer? <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, yes, I sin, like no surprise, but also I think, we yeah, do I mean, I had, I, I could go, we could, girl, we could probably do a show about the dumb things people will say. I've even written a blog people about, this. We they, should. don't say this, like, you know, don't say, I'm glad it was you because you're the perfect person to go through that. I had, I had people tell me that and I'm like, nobody is born being good for going through cancer. God gives us grace to go through so things but they're like, oh, you're so perky. You were great to go through it. Like, what kind of nonsense? Nobody I didn't want cancer. Like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so crazy. And you know, it is interesting. I even had a pastor ask me, and I, I think everybody feels weird when cancer comes up because I do think people's first reaction is, don't I don't want it to be me. And like, sure, nobody wants it to be them. But the pastor looked me in the eye and said, did God give you cancer or did the devil give you cancer? And I was very taken aback. And I said, you know, having wrestled with that, I thought like, number one, I think we live in a world with cancer. I think we live in an imperfect world where cancer happens. Okay. I think there's no guarantee for a believer saying like, you're going to be exempt from hard times. In fact, I think the word says in this world, you will have trials. You better say it. But he has overcome the world. So I told him, did God allow it? Well, sure. Like, look at the life of Job. Could God stop things at any time? Sure. But the devil also only has jurisdiction so far. I'm not living in fear of what the devil can do to me because my God is greater. So I tell people I had cancer. It wasn't why me? It was why not me? Because I'm just a member of this crazy world too. And then I believe that The devil had a plan for it and God had a plan for it. And I had a choice of like, whose report am I going to believe? Where am I going to put my faith? Am I going to let this turn me against God? Am I going to let this turn for my good? And that's kind of how I view it because I think people do see it more black and white. But I think when you get into it, you go, look, it's hard to meet somebody who hasn't been touched by cancer. I mean, if it's not you yourself, it's someone you love, Yeah. So that's kind of how I saw it all. Did did you have your moment of
1: why God, why me? Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I don't even know that I have an answer yet, honestly. Um, But I have a few things circulating in my heart that have given me answers. Um, Like I said, the first one is just, I think what you were saying is that we live in a fallen world. And there's sin in this world. Um, It's just like if we get into a a fender bender, or, you know, you get a headache, you can ask that same question, why me? Well, because there's sin in the world. And because the devil is real, and we're in a fight. And so um, I think that's number one why. But a reason that I found um, very um, I haven't even really processed Mm. this answer yet, so I'll share it with you, but I think it makes a little bit of sense and that is that I've been searching through the Bible to find examples of like, okay, you know, what are the hardships that people went through? And what i found is that like, okay, let's take Joseph for an example. So Joseph, we know that he was put in prison. He didn't really do anything wrong, but he spent years of his life in prison and being falsely accused, right? And then, but after it was all said and done, he ended up in a position where he was promoted and um, he had, he was given authority after he. He went through all of the things that he went through. Yes. And then I saw David, David in the gospel too. He went through, or in the Bible, Old Testament, he went through so many things, running from Saul. He was anointed to be king, but he was living in caves and being hunted like an animal. Yes. Why did all those things happen to him? I don't know, but I know his end result when it was all said and done, he was elevated. He was promoted. He was given authority. Yes. And then the last person I found was Jesus He was sinless, but he paid the ultimate price of death on the cross. But in the end, he was promoted and given all authority to hell, heaven on on heaven and earth, death in the grave. He was given authority. And one of those things, I believe that we know that Jesus gives us authority in the earth and God gives gifts and things like that. I believe that God somehow his grace, his mercy, his kindness, because I have went through that cancer journey Mm -hmm. and have overcome with the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus and the power of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, all of that, because I've overcome, I see in the Bible And I believe that I have been given authority. Mm. There's an authority that I've been given now that I'm still playing, with. I'm still like, okay, God, whatever that is, I'll take that authority. And now I just started to use it. Like, okay, now when I pray for people who have had cancer, I believe that there's a special anointing, an authoritative anointing on my life that will help them kill cancer forever in their lives. And the same for you, like, I, um I overcame depression before I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety disorder. Mm. And uh, from the time I was 12 years old to 22 years old. Wow. So for 12 years, I had depression, I was heavily medicated, I would have panic yeah. attacks, I was really I did not know what to do with my life, Mm -hmm. but God healed me supernaturally. He healed me of depression. Okay. Um, When I pray for people with depression, there are so many people in our church. They come, they have depression. They hear my testimony. We pray together and depression leaves their lives. And now they have the same testimony that I have, that they have overcome that they are depression free. And I just believe even for yourself that because we, Persevered because we didn't quit because we said, "Okay, God, I don't know why this is in my life, but I know if it's in my life, I can handle it. I know that you're with me; you'll never leave me or forsake you or forsake me. Yeah. So I'm going to believe that I'm going to be healed because we just took that stance. Right. That authority has been given to us.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting too. Like I love that angle of it, and I would like to even explore that more and theologically. And what does that mean? But even if we took it down to the base level, you and I being pastors, wives, being pastors ourselves. Okay. Yes. When you walk through this, you know, for us, it happened at the very front of our ministry. So like we prayed, Lord, let us never be the same. Let us not forget this moment. Like when I got the call in the night before I was going to start chemo. And so- I I think that's in the DNA of our church. We're a giving church where, you know, if you're down, we're going to come alongside you. And I think we are, we even look around at our staff. We're a staff of broken people, you know, like you go through that. You're not broken, but you were broke by life and now God is using your pieces. But I think it does make you uniquely qualified to come alongside somebody and say like, I know what you're walking through. I know that you're hurting. I know stupid stuff. I know you don't want somebody to home make a meatloaf. Send me a DoorDash card so I can get the food I want. You know, like, I know these things because I walked there. And I think even just that, it does, it gives you an empathy. I I pray different than somebody else. Or we talk about in your worship, the song says, I'm healed by your stripes. You know, I'm going to shout because... I'm like, I was healed, you know. I was 23 years old. This could have gone a whole different way. I look at my babies, and I'm like, had my babies since this happened. Like, thank you, Jesus. You are my healer. So it does add. I was just uh, on our last podcast. I was talking with my cousin Martha Munizzi. She and I were saying you can't look at somebody's worship and and judge their worship. She's too crazy. He's too loud because you don't know what they're walking through, what they are coming from, and you when you're worshiping today, you're going, God, thank you. Hey, thank you that my hair looks so fresh today because i lost it all. You know, I mean, even when I have a bad hair day, I'm going, God, thank you for this hair to have a bad hair day, you know? And um, we just don't know what somebody is praising and worshiping for. And I just think it's, it's important. What would you say to somebody right now who is newly diagnosed and (laughs) is at that very first place? They're scared. They're hurting. They're
1: confused. What would you say? I would say first, cancer does not mean death. Yeah. That you're not gonna die. It's you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Um, second, I would say um it's okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to ask God why. He's not afraid and or offended by you asking him why. Yeah. Jesus has been there. He knows how you feel. You know, he's taken on all sickness, all disease. He knows where we are right now. And so I would just say, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. There's nothing that you did that, that gave permission for cancer to come on your life. If nothing that you did that qualified you, if that were the case, we would still be working all to get into heaven right now. But when we said yes to Jesus, we accepted, like we've been washed by the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And just like we believe that we are saved, when we said, yes, Jesus, I confess you're my Lord and Savior, we know that we have eternal life in heaven. That same yes to eternal life in heaven is the same yes to healing in our body. By his stripes, we are healed. He took our sickness and disease so that we don't have to go through it. He took on hell so that we don't have to live there forever. And so just be guaranteed that you, yes, you're guilty of sin, but not anymore because you've accepted the antidote for your sin. Mm -hmm. And so I just say, just feel free to um, believe that you have the right to be healed. Mm-hmm. That, um, no, I'm not guilty anymore because Jesus has taken the price. He's taken my sentence of punishment. You know what I mean? I love that. like you don't have to carry this burden of punishment, yeah, Jesus all of the punishment for us, so we're just going to believe, you know what? I have this diagnosis of cancer, but I won't have it forever. Yeah. So right now, I'm going to believe that, um, even it's a position of faith I would encourage you to have in that, okay. I know um, that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. What does that mean? It's a position, a posture of faith in that, yes, I have a diagnosis, but my faith says that I'm already healed by Jesus. So I'm not the sick fighting to be healed. I am the healed by faith fighting to keep my healing. And so we're not going into this cancer journey as a victim, but we are going in victorious, already having the victory, that all we have to do is believe God, you will have hard moments, Mm. you will have weak moments, and that's okay. Okay. yeah but what experience in life do you not have hard moments i mean come on childbirth is a beautiful thing right childbirth is a beautiful thing but they're just all not pretty <laughs> yes it hurts sometimes you might have to take an epidural you might have to take some medicine you might get a little high blood pressure along the way during your pregnancy you might get some um you know um the stretch the marks. yeah <laughs> But 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 you overcome it's okay. And so in your cancer journey, there will be some tough times, but the body The Bible says, take cheer, don't be afraid because Jesus has overcome the world. He's already overcome it all. So if you just don't quit, that's my thing, just don't quit. Just don't stop believing in God and you will come out on the other side, not diagnosed with cancer, but diagnosed cancer-free.
0: I love that, I love that, hallelujah. Hey, you know, when I was uh, going through my chemo, I remember a nurse, he said to me, do you ever stop and ask God why? And in that moment I said, no. I would never say why God I was raised in an environment where we didn't question God, you know, beautiful, godly home, but we didn't question God. And then I was angry five years later. And I didn't know why I was so angry. And I realized I had just repressed all my whys. and knowing and being given permission to wrestle with God was a big deal for me. Um, Even if it came to the place where I said, God, I'm angry. You know, he's big, he can handle it. But For me, a day came in therapy, which I'm a huge proponent of, go to counseling, see a godly person. A day came where I said, you know, I'm stuck in the cycle of why. And I don't know that I'm going to get a satisfactory answer this side of heaven. So I came a moment where I said, Lord, I may not understand you, but I will trust you. And that was everything for me because I said, someone who was willing to die for me is trustworthy. No one else has ever died for me that I know of. Um, And somebody that would literally die for me has my best interest at heart, certainly. And so I chose to put my trust in God and say, I will trust you. Even when this doesn't make a ton of sense to me, I will trust you. And from there, it was like the peace of God came. The peace of God is thrown around. We talk about the peace that passes understanding. Peace of God too is offered, but sometimes we don't want to accept it. Sometimes we're fighting and we say, no, I want the answer. I want it my way. I wanted God to outright heal me. I didn't want to go through chemo. So of course you don't have the peace of God. God's saying, let me give you peace where you are. Let me give you peace on this journey. I'll with you every step of the way. I have it, but you have to accept it. I just want to tell our friends who are listening, number one, that if you are listening, you are facing a diagnosis, a bad circumstance. Let us be two testimonies to you that you can do this, come through the fire, shining gold, and that God can take and make beauty from ashes. But also that if you're in a place where you feel like it's not okay to pout and throw a fit and say, God, why? That's okay. God knows what you're thinking anyway. You may as well verbalize it. He is not afraid of your ugly, your messy, metaphorical, and otherwise. Um, So know today that you have two friends here that are listening, that number one, believe for your healing, but that also understand what you're going through and know it's okay to feel everything that's coming along with it. But just knowing this time will not be wasted and God will restore. He will bring back that time, the sweetness, those days you've lost in those things. So Tabitha, tell our friends where they can find more from you online. How can they follow you? All those things.
1: Oh, yes. Well, I'm actually working on putting out a lot of information right now. In the last year, I was a little silent, you know, I had to take a moment to be like, you know what, let me just handle this situation in my life. But you can catch me, you can find me on Instagram. Um, Really, uh, Instagram is the the best choice. Um, YouTube, uh, mylivechurch.org. I have a lot of uh, things on there, but then um, coming out very soon, Ken and Tabitha, later we'll have a youtube page where we want to put out a lot of marriage information and i just want to start putting out uh information about my cancer journey just encouraging people i needed it so much when i was going through and i know you did too and that's why you so much for doing this because it needed I searched for anything positive you know when I was going through this journey and the fact that you're doing this it's amazing thank you so much I appreciate you could not appreciate
0: you more and uh we love you and you are always and forever going to be welcome back here at the known podcast so (laughs) thank you and friends we'll be right back with more of the known podcast Welcome back to the Known Podcast. And it's the time in our show when we do a segment called Know It, something we think you should know about this week. Wanted to tell you guys about a new book I'm reading with my Bible study ladies. Shout out to my Monday morning girls if you're listening. We are reading The Well Watered Woman by Gretchen Sapples. It is so good. I love how everything in this book is comparing our life with God and our relationship and growth with God to all things plants, botany, growth, flowers. It's so cool. But I'm learning that when I want to go deeper with God, I just have to go back to the basics and how many of us are operating out of a place of being dry and empty and how we need to go and get living water from Jesus. So check it out this week if you're looking for a good book recommendation. I'm also listening to the audiobook, but it's called The Well Watered Woman, and we'll be right back. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Gnome Podcast today, friends. My special thanks goes out to Tabitha Clater for being my guest. Listen, help us out. Share this podcast with people you love. Review it. Give us all the nice things so that we can keep going. But hey, always above all else, remember you are known and loved. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.